I'm excited. Um, it's, I can't believe it, Jeff. Like, we're in this season already of Lent. That's crazy. Uh, Lent is a time for us in the life of church. If you don't know, it's a time of repentance and fasting and preparation for Easter. It won't be long that Easter will be here. It lasts 40 days and begins with Ash Wednesday, which is this coming Wednesday. Right now, we are still planning on having Ash Wednesday services at noon and at 7 online. But keep watching for updates as we go through this next week. The next week, on the first Sunday of Lent, we will begin a new series, as Mackenzie reminded us earlier. I'm excited. It's titled Calling, Discovering Our Purpose. Did you know that we all have a purpose? We've heard that over and over, right? We do talk about that a lot right here at Lover's Lane. But we're serious about that. Discovering your purpose. We all have a purpose. Amen? Amen. Amen. So today is Valentine's Day. Yes, it is. So I thought I would bring my Valentine with me today. (laughs) I really am glad, honey, that you are here. Um, We are wrapping up this series today, and it's been a great series, Conversation on Relationships, and the series has been called Open. Open. Are we really that open to relationships And I know, I know, some of you are sitting back and you're going, oh, great, it's going to be one of those Sundays. And I promise you, it's not. Hang on with us. I just happened to bring my favorite Valentine today, but this is going to be for everyone watching. Whether you are single and at home, whether you uh, do have your Valentine with you, or maybe you go, honey, I've had a Valentine for 50 years. Hang on, this is for everybody today. So it's interesting, though. (laughs) There are relationships in our life, though, that really might need work. Whether it's at your job, with your family, with your neighbor. They are still important relationships to us. So it's not just about those relationships of marriage or relationships of boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever that is for you. This is all relationships. And this morning I've asked Jeff to come along and he's going to kind of start this off for us today. Um, He had some great thoughts on this and I really wanted him to share that because in my journey, what I have found is that it's really hard to love anyone in any relationship until we know how much God truly loves us fully and unconditionally. So today, we're going to dive into what that means to understand God's love for us all. And I mean capital A-L-L. What that means to love us all and God's purpose for those relationships. All right, so we're going to start with our scripture this morning. Our scripture is going to come from Genesis 2 18 through 22, Um, looking at God's hope for us from the very beginning, knowing what God wanted for us and how much God loved us and God's purpose for us. Now, this scripture uh, in Genesis 2, some of you might already feel some anxiety in your uh, chest because sometimes this this passage has been used 
to hurt people, honestly, to beat people down who might not uh, agree with some of the things it says. And so, and a lot of these people are people that Didi and I love, relationships with some of you that we have. And we know that sometimes this verse can be challenging. But what I hope is that you trust Didi and I enough to know that maybe we'll bring a different perspective to this and share this with you and talk about how we can learn what God means for all relationships and the hope God has for all relationships through this verse. So hold on, don't tune out on us yet. I really believe that what we can learn from this is, I love that song where you just sang about, I am a child of love. And I think that that's what we can learn from God from the very beginning, from the beginning of creation. We were created out of love, and that's what we can learn from this. So I'm going to read uh, from Genesis chapter 2, starting at verse 18. Then the Lord God said, it's not good that the human is alone. I will make him a helper that is perfect for him. So the Lord God formed the fertile land and all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky and brought them to the human to see what he would name them. The human gave each living being its name. The human named all the livestock, all the birds in the sky, and all the wild animals. But a helper perfect for him was nowhere to be found. So the Lord God put the human into a deep and heavy sleep and took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh over with it. And with the rib taken from the human, the Lord God fashioned a woman and brought her to the human being. So what do we learn from this? I think the first thing we learn is that God did not want us to be alone. Being lonely is not good. That's what God said here. Humans, we're social creatures. We like to be together. We like to be around other people. We thrive in close and intimate relationships. We don't do as well when we're all by ourselves. We know that. We've all been in those places. But first, in this scripture, we see God creates the animals and the birds. But that that wasn't enough for the human. Uh, So God created another person. God thoughtfully and intentionally created another person so that first human wouldn't be alone. He put the human to sleep. He pulled a rib from his side and he created a partner for him. This was a gift from God. This was creation. This was God creating someone so that we wouldn't be alone. God created someone like the human, but completely different from the human. Sometimes when we read the scripture, and frankly, when we read a lot of scripture, we get so focused on the details. We get lost in the details. We become myopic. You know, we we get focused on the details that we think tell us from this scripture how we should live today. But sometimes for me, what I know is that when I take a step back and I look at the bigger picture, I learn more about what God had in mind for us than if I get really bogged down in those details. And in this case, I think it's less important that we focus on the details of who each of these people were, who each of these individuals were and how they were designed. As much as God created them for one another, God created each one for the other. God created two people who were completely alike and completely different at the same time. God created exactly what those two people needed in their lives. And I think that's what God still does for us today. God creates exactly what we need in our lives so that we won't be alone. That's right, Jeff. God created each of us with a purpose. We know that. Like each of us are created with a purpose. And that purpose is also to be relational. Sometimes it seems easier to surround ourselves, though, with people who are just like us. (laughs) That makes life easier, right? 
But that's not what God created us to do either. We grow by also including people who think differently, look differently, live differently than us. One of the greatest examples of teaching me this is our Crosswalk family. All of you out there. And if you're visiting today and you don't know our Crosswalk family, trust me, I think heaven is going to look like what it does when Crosswalk walks into this room. All kinds of people. All ages, all races, all gender. I mean, it's just crazy. It's the best of all worlds that come into this room. Coming for one purpose and one point, to worship and praise God. I've seen a depth of faith in many of you. And you keep loving God even when other people may have told you God doesn't love you like you are. Because you keep building relationship with God. And it has meant so much to me to watch that when those friends of mine that come in here and they know that they've been ridiculed in other places that they've been but they still come in here because they know where their relationship with God stands and they know that their relationship with God stands bigger than what anybody else has to say or judge them about I've also really seen how God knows what each of us needs and how God brings the right people into our lives at the exact right time sometimes that may be for a moment and sometimes you just know when those people are there for a lifetime. Which leads us to the second point of today. And that is, number two, God loves us. And that's by the people he puts into our lives. That's pretty cool. God knows just what we need. He's an on-time God. He knows exactly what we need. In the scripture, God creates a helper. That's what the scripture says. Sometimes we think that means someone who is subordinate. No. But in the Old Testament, helper doesn't necessarily mean subordinate. A helper is someone who is equal or sometimes even superior. In fact, God is also called to be a helper throughout the Old Testament. So whether the people of God places in our lives are helpers or lovers or co-workers or leaders or friends... Know that God is placing these people in our lives as an answer to our prayers. Or to be there in ways we didn't even know we needed. How many times has that happened? We didn't even know we needed that person in our life. And all of a sudden God just drops them in our lap. And I didn't even know I needed that. In fact, sometimes we might not even know the label to put on those people. Because it could be a perfect stranger. It could be someone we never even see again. But God knew right in the right moment and the right time that that relationship in that moment would matter. So Didi and I have been married for almost 17 years. Yeah. And she loves to tell the story of our first date. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, and uh, apparently she claims that I said on that first date that I was perfectly happy being single. And that I had accepted the fact that I would be single the rest of my life and would never have kids. Yeah. Um, now keep in mind that I was not in my 20s anymore. I was well into my 30s. So I thought I was old. Now in hindsight, I realize how naive that was. <laughs> But I thought I was old and past that point. I accepted the fact that this was where God had led me, to be single uh, for the rest of my well, life. And I was kind of excited. That's why we had a second date, is because he was not interested in getting married. <laughs> so I thought, okay, this is safe, right? That's right. Yeah, that's true. So one year and about two weeks later, we were married. <laughs> that's true. And a year and a half after that, we had uh, our son. Mm -hmm. 
So sometimes we have to let go of what our preconceived ideas are about what God has in store for us. Sometimes we have to know that the relationships we think we're going to have aren't the relationships God thinks we're going to have. Sometimes we just get in God's way. It wasn't until I put the idea down of how I thought my life should be about the relationships I thought I should have, that I should be married by this date, have kids by this age. It wasn't until I put those preconceived ideas down that I made space for God to bring Didi into my life. So whether it's finding the perfect life partner or the perfect boss or the perfect friend or the perfect neighbor, God knows what we need. God's going to put the right people in our path. I truly, truly believe that. I know God's putting the right people in your path. Sometimes we just have to put, get out of the way, open our eyes to see all the people around us that have nothing but hope and good for us. Now, just because God puts the right people in our way doesn't mean it's always going to be easy. The right person doesn't necessarily mean they're going to make life easier for us. Sometimes it's hard to understand why God puts some people in our lives, but God puts them there to make us better. We, didn't always, we don't always choose the people to be in our lives, but every relationship has two sides. And we each do something for the other. It does. It matters. We each have that place in our life where we show uh, each other how we love them, right? We talked about that last week and what that means. And so in our scripture today, God looks at us, right? And he notices, wait. There's something more that he needs. So God took a bone from this human and creates a partner. That was a sacrifice. And what we know is that sometimes relationships require sacrifice. Relationships require sacrifice. They require us to think about someone else besides ourselves. They require us to put ourselves second. (laughs) And that really is the truth. Sometimes we don't like that because we've developed this place inside us that that, that we've protected ourselves because we have been hurt. Things in our lives have happened. And if I don't protect myself, then no one else will. But that's not true. Because God will always protect you. God will always be with you. Good, healthy, strong relationships don't always look pretty. With heart-shaped candy and laughing around a dinner table with lots of chocolate where you never gain weight. Amen, ladies? Relationships are hard and they require work. As we move into this time of Lent, we are reminded that God gave us the perfect example of a healthy relationship. That required the greatest of all sacrifices. Jesus fasted for 40 days to understand his role in God's plan. He wasn't always happy with what was required of him, but he accepted his fate. God made the ultimate sacrifice for his relationship with us. Sometimes it's the hard decisions to give up part of yourself for someone else, even when it may be painful or difficult. But that's what makes a relationship true and strong. And sometimes there are relationships that are scary or uncomfortable or awkward. 
I think about how many of my friends have struggled with meeting their partners. That's a stereotype, right? And meeting their mother-in-laws, right? That's one of the relationships that I think about. When I think about my friends, their greatest fear well, I don't know if her mom's going to like me or I don't know if his mom is going to like me. And I remember when Jeff and I started dating, I was asked nonstop, have you met Sherry yet? That's my mother-in-law. Have you met Jeff's mom yet? Have you met Sherry yet? And I'm like, oh my goodness. I had no idea what to expect because all I knew is that everybody told me mother-in-laws were scary. My mother-in-law is not scary. I am very, very lucky. My mother-in-law is like a second mom to me. But it taught me the lesson of, you know what, relationship is also about the expectation of what you expect God to do in that relationship. Or how about when your best friend is in a relationship or getting married to someone that you just don't get along with. Now, that person is your life and the greatest act of sacrifice that you can do for your best friend is find a way to love that person that they are marrying or dating. You want what's best for your friend before you want what's best for you. Or maybe you're in a work relationship with a boss who is hard or with people who aren't easy to work with. It begins To teach you that it means to give up some of your ideas of the way you think things are supposed to be. Or the way you think people are supposed to like you. Or the way that you think people are supposed to show you that they like you. Hmm. So what does it mean for us to enter this Lenten season? To sacrifice our own preconceived notions or ideas about relationships. And what relationships really are. And not just what our relationships mean to us, but what we mean to relationships. I think sometimes for me, I get so caught up in thinking about what does this do for me? But what am I doing for the relationships in my life? I've gotten so caught up in I've got to do this and I've got to do that. And this has got to happen and this has got to happen and that's got to happen. That it's all become self consumed instead of am I putting that person first I'll never forget one time Jeff and I were in a conversation and and someone asked us what is the greatest thing you can do for someone you love and I'll never forget honey your answer what did I say do you remember what you said come on come on it was so profound but it was so good he said you always put that person first (laughs) You're laughing. Do you remember that? No. You don't? But I do. (laughs) Yes, you do. But it's not just in relationships of marriage or boyfriend and girlfriend. It's in all relationships. What would the world be like if we live in putting those relationships before us? Before our fears, before our shame, before our fear of hurt? Before carrying that load of all of the things that have happened to us. And then we get afraid of what could happen to us. When we fully understand how much God loves us, we don't live protecting ourselves from fear, shame, or hurt. 
But because of God's example, we know that we can live in this place of being the best we can be in all of our relationships. All of our relationships that God puts in front of us. And as we close today, I want to think about this just for a moment. God does not want us to be alone. God will always bring you a helper or the person you need in your life. And we know all relationships do require sacrifice. So how do we respond? We respond by following Jesus' example and offering the same love in our relationships that he offered to us. Am I walking in fear or in assurance that God is with me? Have I let go of my baggage of past relationships so I can pay attention to the one in front of me? Have I let go of my preconceived notions that I think this relationship should be and let God show me what it will be? Because when God does it, it's so much better. No matter what relationship we're talking about, we have to remember that the only way this relationship is made available to us is through God's grace. The only way is through God's grace. Our relationship with God is always the experience of a gift. It is through this gift from God that we are able to experience happy and fulfilled lives on this earth. I hope that we can learn to find that gift of relationship with God in all that we do. I pray that we can offer the same acceptance and love to others that every single day, every single moment, God offers to us. Thank you for being with me today. Absolutely. So I was sitting there and I was thinking about how God every day writes a beautiful love song for us. Not just me and you, but the amazing people. Jeff, think about the amazing people that God has put in our life. The people that are watching today, the people that would be in this room right now, our family. How lucky we are. We're blessed. We are. And I was sitting there and I told Rafe earlier, I said, I've had this song on my mind all week long thinking about it. You've been singing it. I have, haven't I? (laughs) If you want to, just write where you are. Even if that means you got to pull up a mirror and put it right in front of you and you (laughs) sing this to yourself, you do it. You are so beautiful to me. God says to you.